Today's episode is brought to you by PodcastLeadGeneration.com. Learn how podcasting can help your business today. Ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want to get your message out so that you can help even more people? Well then, world changer, welcome home. My name is Cliff Duvenois, and I'm using podcasting to build a seven-figure empire, and this podcast will document my journey. Along the way, I'll interview the best and brightest marketing minds to get their advice and strategies, which I will test, and I'll report back to you on what is working. Welcome to the Wake Up World Changer podcast. Hey there, World Changers, Cliff here. Today we're continuing our series about using social media to grow your business. And I'll admit I'm completely excited. Well, I'm excited about all of our guests, but this one here in particular, because I know this is one of the one of the top platforms, one of the big features that you could be using to get a lot of eyeballs onto your business. So today's guest, she's a television host and a video coach. She spent the last 20 years in front of a camera, and now she wants to help you and even me. She teaches entrepreneurs how to be confident and effective on video, and her strategies help connect business owners with their ideal clients in a very authentic way. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Erin Kenzel. Erin, how are you? I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad that we became Insta buddies on Instagram, that my world brought me to you through social media. Yeah, I've I've been watching your stuff and you know, we're gonna be talking about Instagram reels, but just watching the reels and, and how you just do it so naturally and stuff. And I was like, man, if I, I think if I want to learn from anybody, it's gonna be from Aaron. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. You're too kind. Thank you. Yeah, well, you're you're really good. So, you know, there you go. Tell us a little bit about where you're from. I, well, I'm originally from a small town called Canton, Ohio, which is an hour south of Cleveland. You may know it if you've heard of the Football Hall of Fame. Have you heard of it? Yes. That's like the one thing in Canton, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) I I grew up there and then um, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina right now. So I came to Charleston after college and then I worked in television for six or seven years in Pittsburgh and then the South, man just kept calling me back, the beaches, the warm weather. So I moved back here in 2012, I think it was, came back south. Nice. And how did you, because I know you've got a very long career in in television, in front of the camera. How did you ever get started with that? You know, it kind of gives away my age when I say that I've been doing this 20 years, (laughs) but it has (laughs) been a long time. I remember being a little girl and this was, so I grew up in Ohio and at, where are you from Cliff? Or did you get Michigan. to know where you are? Michigan, oh, then, yeah. Oh, come on. Yep. So back when I was little, you know, snow days were a big deal, but yes. we didn't have text messages or email alerts. You either had to call a number where the school would like confirm on like a voicemail. If not, if you, you know, had school or you watch the local news and the anchors would read the schools off from Cleveland anchors would read all of like Northeast Ohio. So I would watch these two elderly gentlemen who did this morning show and they just kind of hung out and they would read the school closings. They would drink coffee. People would bring them donuts. They talk about the headlines of the day. And I was like, you know what? Like, that's the gig. I want to grow <laughs> up. I want to be like those two old men and sit on TV and just talk and drink coffee and eat. So really as far as like back as I can remember, I was always interested in TV. And then I escalated from there where I would watch the news anchors and see when they breathed before they sent this, you know, set a sentence. And then, you know, I majored in journalism in college and the rest is history. Wow. That's totally, 
Wow, that's really cool. I love that. And when, when, so you're getting into, you're getting into television. Why don't you share with us, like, like what was one of your biggest challenges? I mean, you wanted to get in front of the camera, and obviously, you just don't show up at a at a news station and be like, "Hey, I want to be in front of the camera." And they're like, "Great, come here and sit in the chair." Well, I don't know. Maybe that did happen. But what, what's tell us a little bit about like what's what some of the biggest challenges were that you had. I think the misconception of local TV news is that we make a lot of money, number one, and that it's easy, number two. And neither of those is true. So we'll start there. I always, you know, we have interns that come and, you know, when I was reporting, I'll never forget an intern was like, well, I, I just want to, I just want to, you know, talk to the camera. I just want to stand there and talk. I don't want to write stories or do anything. So I think people don't realize that, and, you know, I have a degree in journalism. And for four years, I studied radio. I worked at the radio station. We did newspaper. We did magazine. Like, I'm at heart, I'm a writer and I'm a storyteller. And that's the fundamentals of what you learn. And then what comes later is the skill of getting in front of the camera. So I started out as a reporter and then they threw me into meteorology. I had no idea of anything about the weather, but I took, I went to continue my education and got my meteorology degrees in um, three years. And then I decided that I really liked the weather. So I did weather for 15 years and now I am a host of a show. So in the beginning, when I said I used to watch those men just sit and hang out, I finally made it to that place where we just host a lifestyle show. It's an hour, uh, 10 to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. And we just kind of hang out and talk to local businesses and nonprofits. And by far out of my 20 years in TV, I'm having the most fun right now. Do you got people bringing you donuts? You know, occasionally, yes. And we have a lot of alcohol. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, we have Wine Wednesdays. It's a great gig, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, it is. I'm I'm a bit of a wine guy myself. So all of a sudden now I'm, I'm I went from being a little envious to a lot more envious. So, but you, you said a phrase here, and I I want to make sure that we circle back on this because you said you said this phrase skill in front of the camera, mm-hmm. and I love that. And and I I definitely want to I definitely want to hit on that. But first, before we get into that, how did you? How did you get started with Instagram? What was it about Instagram Reels that that you started to say, you know, this is a good thing, and I, I really need to learn how to use this, how to master it, and then the, I guess the next step would be, I'm going to start teaching people how to use it. Yeah, you know, I kind of fell into it. So I've always been on Instagram and loved it, but prior to COVID, it, you can scroll back on my feed. It's at Aaron Kinzel. Prior to that, it was just kind of hodgepodge of stuff in our studio, my kids, a cute outfit, like whatever. I had no plan. Then COVID hits and we stopped recording in the studio for a while. And then we started doing it remotely. And I have four girls, Cliff. So there is not a quiet place in my house (laughs) other than my bedroom. So I started broadcasting an hour long lifestyle show from my bedroom. So people started reaching out to me because if you remember when the pandemic first hit, we were all forced virtually. So people who had never been in front of the camera were suddenly spending all day on Zoom. And it was a whole new world for everybody. So I started getting inquiries like, hey, how, you know, what, what type of Zoom background should I have? Should I have a bookshelf? Should it be clean? Do you have lighting? Should I use a microphone? So after I found myself answering the same questions over and over again, the paper reached out to me. I finally was like, you know, first of all, I'm bored because we had no events, nothing going on. Right. I said, I'm going to make a little video on how to be you know, confident on camera. 
And Cliff, I thought no one would care because to me, it's so innate, like look at the camera, smile, you know, stand up when you talk, little things. So I made this and I don't even know if it was a reel at first because Instagram just launched reels this fall. I honestly can't, it might've been a reel, it was right around that time. So I can't remember if the first one was a reel or not, but I posted this video and I kind of was like, oh, you know, after you post something, you don't know how it's going to do. Right. Yes. Yes. So I posted it and I had to walk away. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It's so out of what I normally do. And I went back to my phone and I was shocked at all the comments and the likes that were coming in. Like, this is great. And DMs asking me more questions. So I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to make another one. And I'm going to make another one on where do you put your hands when you're on camera? So I did that one. Same thing. All these people like, oh, that was so helpful. I had no idea. So from there, it just grew. And it, it was hard for me at first because, you know, Cliff, when you're so close to something, when you know content or a subject so well, it's hard to remove yourself from it and figure out what other people don't yes. know. Does that make sense? Yes. So what was so innate for me, something as simple as looking at the camera on your cell phone, not at yourself while you talk, yes. was like groundbreaking for everyone else. So it took me a while to figure out how to like scale it back and what they really needed to know. So as I started making these videos, I suddenly had someone send me a message from Virginia and he wanted to be like a political pundit. And he said, can I, I want to work with you. How much? And Cliff, oh, wow. I was, I didn't, how much? I don't know. I'm just making videos in my bedroom. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so quickly, my husband and I decided to make up a price list because I didn't know what I was doing. And then another person, someone from, you know, New England, and then a bunch of local people where we are in Charleston. So it was crazy to me how just by making videos in my bedroom, suddenly I had a business. And then the one-on-one -on -one coaching grew to be too much because I'm still doing my lifestyle show. I still have four kids, like I'm sure. busy. So as I was doing more reels, the question changed, the questions from people changed from what, what do I do on camera and Zoom interviews and stuff like that to how do I edit this reel or I don't have music or how did you do that cool edit? So then I was like, well, I, I guess I could maybe teach a class on how to do reels. And same thing. I kind of made it up, said I'm going to do a reels class and it sold out instantly. So that's kind of where we are right now. So I'm figuring it out, <laughs> as does everyone. But I'm just going to tell you that video, just as a medium, even if we're not just talking reels, video is not the future. As people say, video is now. Right. And if you, on social media, the fastest way to grow your business and to connect with your audience is to get on camera and make videos. I I've seen it. I've seen it with my students how they just start making videos and what it does for them. It's incredible. I absolutely love it. And what I want to do is I want to talk a little bit more uh, about, because I know that you said you started making uh, some reels, putting them out there, and all of a sudden you're getting, you're getting a lot of attention. Talk to us a little bit about the reach that Instagram reels actually has. Yes. So for... Let me just go back a little bit, because if you aren't that familiar with Instagram, there's different ways you can post video. So you have Instagram stories and Cliff, I, you, you use your stories, right? I've seen you yes. on there. Yep. So stories last 24 hours and then they're deleted. Then you have IGTV. So that's longer format. That's anything a minute or longer. And then you have reels and reels are basically a rip off of TikTok. 
They can be up to 30 seconds, although now they are allowing some, some uh, accounts to make 60 second reels. But basically Instagram copied TikTok and because they really want to promote the reels, you know, they don't want people to be on TikTok. They want people to be on Instagram. Right. They are favoring that type of content. So if you were to take 15 seconds of your dog, you know, trotting through your kitchen and post that normally, it would be okay. But if you took that same video of your dog and posted it just differently as a reel, the reach would be much better. And on average, reels will reach two and a half times the people that a normal post would reach. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I think I was talking to somebody the other day and they said they posted kind of like a little how-to reel and she was shocked that it somehow got in front of 1,500 people. Right. And that's so, the, especially if you've never made a reel, when you make your first one, make it good because Instagram will reward you. So like if let's say you have 200 followers and you make your first reel, I bet you get a thousand views because they're pushing it out to people because they want to reward you for creating that content right. and they want you to create more reels. Oh, that's actually really cool. And so if we, if so we're talking about reels and I, I kind of want to break this down uh, a little bit. Let's go back to this phrase that you said. And I think this is really important. I love that. I, I wrote it down on my, on my dry erase board, a skill in front of the camera. I've heard so many times, I don't mind being in front of the camera, but I've heard so many times from people when they say, oh, I can't be in front of the camera. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't born to be in front of the camera, whatever it is. But you actually called it a skill, which means this is actually something that people can learn. Absolutely. I, no one is born innately being good in front of a camera. We're just not. And especially, you know, my generation, our generation, Cliff, I don't know, I'm not going to guess how old you are, but we... <laughs> you know, we weren't born with like cell phones in our hands. Right. So, you know, my children have their, they don't have cell phones yet, but they have iPads and they're used to like making videos and talking to the camera. So for them, it's very innate for the rest of us that weren't, didn't have that as children. It's a struggle. So I, I know, and I've worked with, you know, 60 students right now and they say the same thing. Like, it's just uncomfortable. It's awkward. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I sound. I, he I hear the same things from everybody. So here, I want you to remember this and write this down for everyone's lift, listening. Here's one thing that will change the way you address the camera. If you think of it, not as I'm talking to my cell phone, I'm talking to my laptop, but think of it as you were talking to one person. So we all talk about if you're running a business, who is your avatar? Who is your ideal customer? Right. So I really want you to imagine who is that single person. And my avatar, her name is Laura. I made her up, but I can tell you what Laura does for a living. I can tell you what she likes, what she watches on TV, how much she makes, what keeps her up at night. Like I know everything about Laura. When I'm on TV, when I'm on Low Country Live, our avatar is named Mildred. And Mildred is retired and she's got two grandkids and she loves to garden and same thing. I can tell you how much she makes, what she likes, et cetera, because we have all the rating information. But if you take that person that you have made up and when you hit record, if you make that mental shift that you're just talking to that one person, it will instantly change how you come across on the camera. And instead of saying everyone at the beginning of videos, it drives me nuts, but they say, hey guys, hey friends, hi everybody. You are not addressing the masses. Social media is very personal. And Cliff, when I watch your video and you're in the car, you know, I'm watching it from my car as I'm waiting in like car line to pick my kids up from school or I'm watching it on the couch. Like you're not addressing 20 errands, you're addressing one person. 
So just remember, as you hit record, you're talking to one person. And if you know who that person is, it just changes your language, changes your demeanor, makes you more comfortable and more conversational. That right there is worth its weight in gold. <laughs> I'll send you the invoice later. Yes, please do. Because, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you this, is, you know, as somebody who's been in front of the camera, at first it, first it was just, I knew that it was for me anyways, it was something that was psychological. And I was like, you know, Cliff, just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. I never thought of it in yeah. terms of a skill. So thank you for that. But you are correct. You know, when you get in front of the camera and if you're and if you're thinking to yourself, oh, my God, 50 million people are going to see this, then, of course, you're going to get all tense. You're going to freak out, anything else. But just by changing that thought in your head that, you know what, I am talking to my ideal client, my perfect avatar right now. Mm -hmm. Right. And my perfect avatar is Christine. I am talking to Christine right now, face to face, like we're having a cup of coffee or something. Right. That right there, I think, is an absolute game changer. Right. It is. And I'm going to let you in. I'm going to give you one more secret today. Yay! That we present. Here's your bonus. That when you are on camera, it's not about you. Nothing you do is about you. We are all very, very selfish in the way we consume content. So if you are on video, it's about serving the person who is watching you. Yes. So if you watch my reels, most of them are tips and trying to help other people. So that's why without even trying to sell, I was automatically attracting all these people because I was helping them. So they're watching Aaron, but they're really not paying attention to Aaron. They're listening to what I'm saying and saying, like, oh, I can implement that tomorrow. Oh, I could do that. This is super helpful. So when you hit record, if you remember, it's not about you, it's about them. And if you come from a place of serving, that also helps just like with the psyche of being nervous and I don't look right. I don't sound right. They're not picking you apart. Like you are in your own head. They're just looking for good, useful content coming from you. Right. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that because one of the things that I was just thinking about was a, a friend of mine reached out. He wants to do, I think they're called like knowledge minutes on TikTok, And mm -hmm. he, you know, he knows that I, I teach people how to do podcasting. And he said, hey, could you teach somebody how to do podcasts in less than a minute? <laughs> and I said, yes, I can. And you know what? I did it. And that, that video is doing really well for him. I'm actually surprised there's a number of people that have seen it. But you're right. I mean, I, I think if you, you can take any, you know, any piece of advice, any type of helpful content or whatever it is, and you can make it fit, you know, into the window, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to spend 30 minutes talking about the history of it and the psychology behind it and everything else. What is like one quick thing that you can do to help out your perfect avatar? I love that idea. Mm -hmm. It's a bite, bite sized content is king right now because people don't have time to sit and watch these long videos. And you, like I said, in the beginning, I really had to boil it down to, you know, what people needed and to really oversimplify but you can be very effective in 15 to 30 seconds. Yeah, you can. And you were talking before, like for instance, one of the Instagram reels that you made was, you know, where do, where do you put your hands? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're, when you're on video, I mean, that right there is something, you know, 15, 20 seconds long, whatever it is. And that could really help somebody out. You know, like you said, people are reaching out to you and saying, wow, I, I never knew that before. Right. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. Now, with with the Instagram Reels, and, and this is something that that I don't even know. I think you just mentioned it here just a couple a couple of seconds ago. Typically, how long 
well, not typically, but how long can an Instagram reel be? But what are you finding as a really good length for you? So as of now, for most accounts, they can be up to 30 seconds. I have seen some other people have been, they're beta testing 60 second reels. So I'm sure it's coming for everybody that soon enough we'll all have up to 60 seconds. I'm gonna tell you just because they're giving you 60 seconds doesn't mean you have to use all of it because I think that's long. I have found with the algorithm, it like if people rewatch your reels, you know, if they watch it more than once, the algorithm likes that. So I would say shorter reels tend to do better. Nice. So the shorter that you can make it, the better. Correct. Hmm. And also, Cliff, you know, everyone comes to me and they want to go viral and they're obsessed with, you know, getting 100,000 oh, yeah. views. And I, I, have, I haven't gone viral personally, but it's just, I can't stress enough that it's that's not the point. Like, you know, like if you so like you, you teach people how to podcast, right? Right. So if you were to go in your backyard, and I don't know your dancing skills, Cliff, but if you were to like bebop around to like a popular song, it, your reel would probably do well, right? And let's right. say it took off and Cliff dancing in his backyard got 50,000 views. What would that do for your business? Nothing. Right. Most likely people aren't gonna go, they're not gonna take the time to follow you. It's just something they scroll past. So just, the algorithm's just counting the reel, or the, counting the views. But if you made a reel and it was three tips to start your first podcast and it got 200 views, but 10 people were like really into your content and they were like, hey, Cliff, I really want to work with you. And you generated 10 clients from that. Like, that's much better, right? Right. So I'm all about being strategic in your content. Not to say you can't have fun. Like if you want to dance, go do that too. But I, you really, if you want to have a strategy, you need to make videos with a purpose. And right. those aren't about going viral. It's about just talking to the right people that need to hear your message. Correct. Yeah, because that was one of the questions I was also going to ask you, too, is is uh, I've become a lot more active on Instagram over the last month. And there'll be like I'll watch uh, an Instagram reel of somebody who you know is dancing and then pointing and these like words pop up mm -hmm. on the screen. And then, you know, like the next day, I'll see somebody else doing the exact same thing. And I see somebody else doing the exact same thing. So that was actually going to be my question of you was, is it necessary to dance in front of the camera? It is absolutely not necessary to dance. Okay. <laughs> you can if you want. You know, if it's, a, it's a trending song, then your reel will get more views because, it'll, you know, the algorithm will serve it up to more people. Right. And there's all types of different videos you can do. You can do, I do, I call it, you know, talking head or FTC, face to the camera. So that's one where you're talking. You can do the ones like you just mentioned where it's just music and you're pointing at text bubbles. You can do videos where it's just B-roll or just video and your face is not on the camera. And I, I can't tell you what kind is gonna be more effective for your business. That's very personal for everybody. I, we do a whole course on what's your video style. So that just comes down to like playing with it and see what resonates with your audience. Right. I do think if you put your face on the camera though, you're creating a much better connection. Even if it doesn't go viral or doesn't get shared as much, people remember it and they see you and they get to know you. Yeah, and you brought up a really good point before, and this was something that I experienced uh, back in the day with doing videos, is you know it's not necessary that you create a reel that gets you 100,000 or 200,000 views. What matters is the people that consume your content and then turn around and reach out to you and say, hey, I'd like to do business with you. Right. 
you know, I would rather have, you know, 10 people do that versus 100,000 people that just watch my stuff and then don't do anything. Right. I mean, I'll give you an example. I made a reel the other day. It didn't do very well, but I made $1,000 off of it. Like, I'll take that all day. Yeah, I'll take that all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, but, but I made it with a purpose. Like I knew in making this, I knew who I wanted to talk to, what my goal was and what I wanted to, to accomplish. So it just, you really have to get over, you, it doesn't, like, yes, reels can get you more followers, but going viral and have a huge following isn't always the answer. Right. Right. Oh, that's awesome. I absolutely love it. And I know we're bumping up against our time here and I, I definitely could talk to you more about this <laughs> probably for another hour or two. So if our audience wants to, to reach out and, you know, follow you, because I know that I found you on Instagram, but you know, what's, what's the best way for, for our audience to connect with you? I would love for you all to follow me on Instagram. My name is Erin Kinzel. It's hard to spell. So if you just search, I think if you just search Erin Video Coach, I'll pop up. Sweet. Yep. And for our audience, I'll make sure to include the link to, to her Instagram profile down below. Erin, thank you so much for being on the podcast episode today. I've, I have learned a lot. Thank you for that. Yeah, my pleasure. Also, I have a freebie for your listeners. If you, if you go to um, confidentoncamera.com, I have a video toolkit. So for people who really want to get into it with a cheap microphone from Amazon and a ring light and a tripod and all this stuff, I've kind of picked out my favorites to help you set up a little video station. That's awesome. We'll include that in the show notes too. So thank you for that. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Aaron. All right. My pleasure. Great talking to you. Nice talking to you. Hey, everyone. Before you go, if you're wondering how you can use podcasting for your business, then visit podcastleadgeneration.com and get the framework that showcases three ways to generate more leads for your business using podcasting. Once again, that's podcastleadgeneration.com. Make it a great day.